Hello and welcome. I'm Herman Stewart and you are listening to Finding Your Path, the podcast where you will hear from our guests on how they found their paths in life, family and their careers. Today, we will be spending time with Stephanie Taylor, who has a background in financial services, has a PhD, is a property investor and is the host of the Game Changers podcast. During this talk, Stephanie had so much to share about her career journey, upbringing, and challenges she has had to overcome. This is good, so let's dive in. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are back again, another episode of Finding Your Path, the podcast where we speak to leaders, achievers, and celebrities around how they found their path, how they found where they are in life, how they got to where they are. And just the, just the importance around the process, because a lot of times people see the outcomes or to see what people have attained, but they don't see how they got there. And to me, I've got a very interesting guest today. Um, I'm, I'm looking I'm looking forward to our discussion. I mean, this this person is is very educated, um, been to university, done a number of degrees and and a masters and and, and PhD and and is running her own business, got a really successful property business. And she's got many different aspirations to do a lot of other things. And she's a trainer as well. And she's quite inspirational, quite motivational. And I know that she's got a few projects in the pipeline. I don't know how much I can say yet, so I'm not going to say. But I'm going to give her the opportunity to kind of share about herself. And this podcast for us is all about being able to help you to see our guests in a way that you probably never have seen them before. So I want to welcome onto our show today, Stephanie Taylor. How are you, Stephanie? I'm really well, Herman. Thanks. I'm really pleased to be with you. It's, I mean, we've been meaning to get together for a while, you know, very, very pre-COVID. And um, now we're, we're here. And, and I mean, how have you been handling this time? You know, what have you done um, during this time? Well, it's been it's been good and it's been bad. So it's been good on the side of really getting your head down, getting lots done towards um, one of the projects is a book. Um, we're redoing our program. So there's lots of writing for that and deep thoughts, deep work. We've launched our own podcast. Um, so that's all been amazing. And I've been so pleased to be on that side of things. On the other side, uh, personally, it's been a bit up and down. <laughs> Uh, so um, on the one hand about two weeks in I was thinking I was eating really healthily doing my hot I I, I got a thing for hot yoga and they were live streaming it so it's like cold yoga now at home Mm -hmm. and I was doing my yoga regularly several times a week and we're two weeks in I was I was feeling quite good about myself and quite smug and I was looking at all the comments on Facebook of people drinking wine and uh, Doritos and thought oh well that's not happened to me Fast forward to now, <laughs> um, I'm I'm not doing hot yoga as regularly, um, but I think it's just the cycle of life. And um, uh, overall, I think it's it's one good thing is that I've been able to make the best of the situation. And I think that's really important um, because, to tell the truth, a lot of times we never really know what life's going to throw to us. I think. What has mm. happened currently is, in a sense, there's a sense of unity, I would say, because it's like life has brought the same thing to a lot of us 
in different iterations um, at the same time, you know, and and it really does draw upon who we are and what we invested in before and also just recalibration. So it's very interesting to hear your perspective on it. And, um, you know, during the podcast, hopefully you'll be able to share a bit more, probably things linked together, probably they don't. But I just really want you to be able to feel free to relax, to be you and to be true, because that's what finding your path is all about. So just quickly, um, what are some of the things that you are really proud of and give you great joy that you have achieved? Yeah, um, whenever I look back, it, I, was, I was hoping before we came on home and I was thinking, don't cry, Stephanie, don't cry. But um, it, it makes me a little bit emotional because... Sorry. <laughs> anyway. Good, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. It's all happy moments, actually. But um, it makes me a little bit emotional because um, of the person who I was then and that I didn't see my values as much and I had such a hard time. And, uh, and, and didn't realise how to make things better for myself for, for such a long time. Mm. But one of the things that I'm most proud of is that... Uh, I had my son Alex at the age of 18 and for a, a long, long time, not at a conscious level, mm. but it's only looking back that I can see it. I had a lot of shame. And mm. I think sometimes when you, excuse me, <laughs> when you have shame, you don't always achieve mm. the best or I, I don't feel that, that I did. But what I am proud of is that I had Alex when I was 18. He was such a lovely boy, such a, a lovely baby, so happy and um, joyful and uh, really was always wanting to do things or whatever you offered him, he was really excited for. And um, so so really was a joy. But um, I was... There's sort of different elements to the story. I always don't know where to pick up, but I'll just explain about um, the thing that I'm proud of is that I was in this situation where originally when he was first born, I decided to go to work. Um, and I, it was quite a low paid job, administrative. And I didn't have any A-levels. I had been at college, you see, when I got pregnant. So I had a few O-levels, but I didn't have any work experience. And so I'd got this job, just a basic entry-level administration job, because I thought or I felt that it was important to be working and not to be on benefits. So I would get up at, I don't know, I'm, I'm guessing it would have been before 6am to get out to take Alex on foot to the day nursery where he used to go and um, catch the bus into town, come back again at the other end of the day and do all of it over and over. And um, one day I was picking him up and the lady at the nursery said something to me um, which wasn't at all bad the words weren't bad but the meaning came across that I could sense that 
They didn't care for him. In any way near what would make this worthwhile. And, uh, and I just thought, I need to stay at home because this isn't working out. I can't afford to pay for the sort of care that you need. Mm-hmm. And um, also, monetarily-wise, it wasn't working out very well, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I decided to stay at home and be on benefits, which, again, is another added to the shame in my head. Or um, And uh, at the time, you to get the um, book. There was a book. Mm. You'd go to the post office every week and get the book stamped and collect the money. And, you know, it was very cash-oriented. Uh, and then I would go to the supermarket or I would pay the bills. Everything would be calculated on a weekly basis, you know, gas, electricity, this, that, the next thing. And then you could go shopping for food. And I would take my calculator with me to the supermarket so that I could total up so that I wouldn't get... My dread was, and this did happen, (laughs) that I would get the till and it wouldn't add up and I wouldn't have enough money. And in front of everyone in the queue, and I thought this would have been the most awful thing ever. Yes. So I would sometimes put everything on and then and then wait till it's tootled up and then say, oh, can I put the next thing? <laughs> can I put the next thing? Uh, anyway, uh, so that was the sort of um, life. And um, I'm taking a long time to get there. But the thing, <laughs> the thing that I'm proud of is that although I didn't have the skills or the mental things that I have now, tools, um, I was still able to um, go to the Open University uh, study uh, with them on the correspondence and it was you would sorry <laughs> you would get these papers through the post um, mm. excuse me to do the essays and all these workbooks and mm. I would be so excited when the workbooks arrived and I used to get so pleased to send the essays back and I used to wait for the post to get the results back to find out you know how have I done uh, this time and um, I really enjoyed that it's sort of um, Alex, as I say, was was just a lovely boy and very happy and joyous, um, very and you know talkative and um, quick minded. Um, but uh, that the, having the Open University on top really, really, I loved it so much. And then when Alex went to school, I went to university full time. And then, as you mentioned, I then ended up doing uh, a master's degree and was invited to do a PhD at, at, at excuse me at Edinburgh University. So I'm really proud that that girl managed to not be stay down. Yeah, and and I feel I want to say thank you for being being that open, you know, and that free with yourself. You know, um, I really feel the reality of it is sometimes tears. Are the, can, tears are the only things that can communicate the feelings or the words or the thoughts that we have. So I, I'm fine with tears. You know, there's times I have tears. It's, 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 it's very cool. Um, and it's just amazing to listen to your story. And, and I feel it's very important in a sense of you being able to share um, your story, how you did, because... Um, really it shows how far you've come from. And that's why, you know, even when we was talking before, I said, I really don't envy or look at someone else's success or, or 
you know, try to, 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 to think I wish I was like them because no one really knows the cost that someone has had to pay to really be in that place of success. So I, I feel to paint a real picture of how proud you are of that moment, in a sense, it shows that, you know, rivers run real deep, which, which means that it's meant a real lot to you. Do you know what I mean? But at the same time, it shows your humanity and, and, and where you've gone to and what you're doing now um, is undergirded by a deep foundation of real work, real um, qualities and, and values. So what I want to ask is, what would you say some of your attributes are, like your personal qualities that has helped you to go from the start where you started to to where you are at, at present? Well, I don't think I would have known any of this at the time, but just, you know, since then I've reflected back and I've... Um, and I just realised how important it is, the things that we say to ourselves. And uh, one of the things that really got me through so many moments is I read it in a book and uh, many years ago, and I thought, oh, yes, that's so true. Uh, and it was that I'm always there for you no matter what, because no matter how bad things get or how not insignificant you feel, but how unable sometimes you might feel unable to get see your way out or find your way out or know what to do. But mm. just that mantra, I'm, um, I'm always there for you. And th that also means that you're backing yourself up mm. and that you're not going to criticise yourself like we're all quite self-critical. You're not going to criticise yourself. You're going to say, I'm always there for you no matter what. If you've made a mistake, I'm going to help you. If you're doing well, I'm going to help you. I'm always there for you. And the next one was um, I am resourceful. So that there's so many things where I'd never come across this before and I didn't know what to do, but you kind of... And I didn't have all of these from the start. It, it came in different times, but they sort of saw me through. And the other one is that... I will keep going um, because with 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 being there for yourself. Sorry, you can still stop. Yeah. And with being resourceful, you can still find a way, but not take it. And so, I will keep going. Um, is is about kind of giving yourself, saying that you're going to be unstoppable and that you're going to keep going. And so, those are the things that you know I said to myself so many times, and they come part of my personality. So. Now I feel so much, excuse me, much more confident about my life because I know that mm. I'm always going to be there for me. I am resourceful so I can work it out and that I will keep going. So I feel much more confident about my abilities than, than I used to. Mm. And, and I feel what's really good about what you're saying, it, it, it really shows around self-discovery and a lot of times it's, it's, it's funny because it, this whole thing around, you know, people talk about resilience training and, you know, mm -hmm. you, all these really high tech terminologies and people that are resilient trainers and so forth. And resilience, I, I feel, is one of those things that is developed under trial or developed mm -hmm. through pressure or so forth. And I feel that there's some children that's in India that are eight years old or seven years old that are more resilient than a lot of adults 
that are in this country or children that are in Africa or some of the, you know, third world countries and they have to walk for many, many miles to get water or so forth. Like the resilience that is exhibited by a lot of people just by life is something that is very powerful. So, so the things that you're sharing, it's, it's testament to who you are, a testament to what you've achieved and what you do, because you've had to apply these things to really move forward in your dreams and to move forward in what you're doing. I mean, there was something very interesting that you've shared around your mottos, and I think your mottos are very powerful, and that was something I felt really interested in, in digging into as well, where you mm-hmm. speak about, um, you know, believe bigger, you know, go bolder, you know, mm-hmm. Tell me a bit more about your mottos and, you, you know, what, what is behind them, in, you know, tell us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I wanted to have, you know, a simple way to be able to explain, you know, what we believe in and what I personally aspire to and want to inspire in other people. So the first one is Believe Bigger, and that's all about... Really, what I said to you earlier, which is that we we are, have everything we need within us. We have everything. I had everything to be successful already. And all I had to do first step is believe that more was possible and to take those steps. And so Believe Bigger is about... Oprah has four coaches I read recently and somebody who ticks nearly every success box that you could possibly think of still has four coaches. She's still working on things. She's still working on her mindset, working on being a better person. Mm. And so that makes me think, well, we can all be better. Even if we're already successful, we can be better than we are. And so that's where the believe bigger comes from about giving yourself that permission to believe that bigger things are possible for you. And then that inspires you to take the inspired action that you need. And the next one is be bolder because we want to hide (laughs) as a general rule. Most people are scared of speaking on stage as an example. And and partly that's because the fear is so intense that that draws up in us because we don't want to be seen or criticised. And anytime you're doing something new, the fear of failure is high. So what I say there is be bolder. I think the reason why I still get emotional about this is because it's only in the last very year, maybe a bit longer, that I've actually started saying that I was a single parent on benefits. And I was um, very ashamed of being a a single parent mum and a very young mum. And so being bolder is part of that. It's about being bold that people will see you, the things that maybe you don't feel so good about and that is okay if they don't. I don't know what's... Yeah. Mm. But that it's okay if they don't like it or if they don't feel good about it or that that's okay because no matter who you are, sorry... (laughs) I hope you're not using this video. <laughs> uh, um, but um, being bolder is letting people see you, criticise you, being imperfectly how you are. And the be a game changer is, is the exciting one because it starts off if you're starting from a 
you know, a basement start, maybe, then being being a game changer in the beginning is about being a game changer in your life, in your mind, in um in your family's life and in, in your community. And then as you grow in what you're doing and depending what it is, but in, in the property world, part of that is about the wealth creation and the growing the business side of things, which gives you more option to be a, a game changer in terms of giving to things that change the world. And so so that's that's where that one comes from, being a game changer and giving to support things that you love feel when you look at all three of them and what I'm really loving about this talk is a lot of times we speak about um, um, vulnerability or we speak about transparency or we speak about authenticity but the reality of what that looks like is going to be very unique um, for different people you know and the fact that you it means so much to you and that you're still going through this process of of reinventing yourself and really coming to terms with some of the stuff that you, you went through is really powerful. And not only that, what I find is really powerful, and you really need to hear this, is the fact that you, even in the midst of your journey, you're empowering people. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of times people wait until they feel that they've got it all together. They wait until they feel that everything's all the, you know, they dot all their I's and cross all their T's. And that's when they feel they're ready to give back. And I think that that's okay in some senses, but I, I, I believe that people are, are really, people are human and everyone, um, as much as people don't want to admit it, we all have got different issues we're overcoming. We've all got different things that we're going through, that we're coming to terms with, that we're finding difficult at times. So I feel that it's it's important that people can see your humanity. Do you know what I mean? And they can see who you are. And I, I think that, you know, just being bolder, yeah, um, that's needed. Believing bigger, definitely needed. Being a game changer is needed as well. So why do you feel that people hide I think that's a really good point. Why do you feel people hide? It's it's just safer because the the driver is. This is the other thing, Herman, that I wish that I have known earlier because it just makes everything make sense. And there's two yous in a sense. <laughs> there's your your unconscious thoughts that's determining a lot of your actions that's doing things without you even really thinking about them and that that um unconscious brain um and I call it the toddler brain inspired by Brooke Castillo's work um really it wants to protect you it wants to keep you everything the same. It doesn't want you to do anything different in case you die. Its job is to keep you alive. <laughs> and some of these things, it feels like you're going to die. Like if you go on stage, you could die. <laughs> people, could see, people could see you and criticise you. What about if your cousin says that you've now gone too salesy or your aunt uh, criticises you or your parents don't agree that you should start your own business? Um, People are worried about all these things. And also we're worried about ourselves. What are we going to say if we fail to ourselves? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I feel um, the, the hiding is, you know, a lot of times people don't realise who they are. So I think the discovery of who you are is a quite painful mm. to tell the truth. I mean, um, mm. myself and going down my own journey, I, I feel that's what makes me very effective at what I do, you know, in my work outside of this 
is that I really get to a point where I realize that we all are very similar. That's mm -hmm. what, in my mind, I thought, even though we're very different, we're more similar than we're different. You know what I mm -hmm. mean? So I start to realize, okay, if we're all very similar, then people are struggling, like I'm struggling, or people had insecurities when they were young, or people are still trying to overcome imposter syndrome, or, you know, because mm -hmm. I'm overcoming imposter syndrome. So I just really reflect and think that people are like me, and I'm like, mm -hmm. people, you, do, do you know what I mean? But I feel some people have the courage or, are, or have the ability to be able to reflect who they truly are and realize that it doesn't take anything from them, it adds something to them. So mm. I, 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 there's something that you said before, and you spoke about people get in the way of themselves, you know? Mm. So in, in what way do you feel that people get in, in their own way and how can they prevent it as well? Yeah, so when, when we think, uh, Herman, a lot of us are in lockdown and maybe have fallen off the exercise bandwagon. And um, maybe two weeks in, you were feeling quite good and, and doing a lot of exercise and now you're not. And then you've got one aspect of your brain where you've made the plan. You've said, right, we're going to get up at 6am. We're going to exercise every day. We're going to do this and that. And then it comes to that moment and the, where the rubber hits the road, where you're giving yourself all of the excuses do you know what? I was just about to go into a story and <laughs> I've forgotten your question. <laughs> what, what, how do people get in, in, in front of themselves? Oh, how do people get in front of themselves? So this, this is how, this is why I was saying that, this is how they get in front of themselves, is that they do what's comfortable now because the driver to stay comfortable now is stronger and more powerful and it's almost subconscious. And that path, to do what's comfortable now is so deeply trodden in that in your making new habits to create a new pathway, it's just a harder work and it takes a lot more dedication. It takes being able to be kind to yourself and say, okay, it didn't work out. I'm not throwing the baby with the bathwater. This is actually hard. I'm going to just start again. I'm going to keep going. And that's how people get in their own way in believing that they should be able to do something that is actually a challenging thing to do rather than giving themselves the time to be able to do it and to get better at it and to improve. And, and, and when you were growing up, mm -hmm. um, were there ways that you was, you know, were there some ways that you were getting in, in, your, in, in front of yourself that was preventing you from doing the things that you, you aspire to do? Um, I just think when I was growing up, my terms of reference in terms of when I was a young mum with Alex and, you know, counting the pennies, literally, um, my terms of reference were just so small mm. of, you know, first of all, it was about the university and doing that and then getting a job and then doing that. I didn't think about the other things that were open to me that I know about now mm -hmm. um, in terms of like so much financial struggle. Mm. And had I been aware of some of the things that I know about now, I could have started much, much sooner mm. to, to build on that. So I don't think it's so much that I got in my own way, although I'm sure I did, but it was more that 
what I could see, my, my vision for myself was just very limited. Mm. And, you know, when you was, so, so, I mean, this kind of answers the question, what I'm about to ask, you know, because right now you're someone that's very significant in property. You train other people out to, you know, buy properties themselves. You have a number of properties yourself, um, as well as managing lots more um, but could you ever see what you're doing now? I mean, how how far back does it go when you could see the reality you're living in now? Well, it's not very far back. So I did struggle out of where I was originally and then got into work and into, you know, senior roles, head of parliamentary liaison at Edinburgh Council I was for a while. And then... Um, I I did a few different things. And so I had a decent-ish, you know, foundation. And for me, that seemed like success. Mm-hmm. And um, I... I... What, what, <laughs> where are we going again? Well, we was talking about, um, could you see where you are now, you know, and how... Right. you know how long ago could you see where you are now and you said it was quite recent yeah so there were a bit a few dips and bips in between and so I had a bit a bit of a down period and then I I found out about contracting and financial services and I was lucky to get a break and to get to get into financial services uh, contracting and I had to set up a limited company and contract my services to the different banks and I, I did a few roles like this and um, I was very delighted with that in terms of the uh, the income and you know the people I worked with and so on however um, it was a moment it was only four years ago that I've been doing this full-time and that again <laughs> shocks me because in the 45 years prior I hadn't you know made significant inroads but in the four years since I've learned these that is all in my own head (laughs) um, um, I've just been able to um, take off almost and that's that's what gives me so much a passion to be able to say to other people, actually, you can also get into property. You don't need a, a huge amount of money to start. You can start where you are with what you have and do what you can. And it builds up really, uh, really quickly. Mm. Well, I want to say thank you so much for, for all that you share. I feel like that's a really good place to go into our break. Um, I mean, I've been really encouraged by you sharing and I, and I want you to know that it's very okay to be emotional you know I, I would say that being emotional really helps us to know that we're alive you know and that we're still connected to ourselves you know because the opposite of really being connected to ourselves is being callous and really not having a feeling or um, being touched by our own challenges or touched by the things that we've had to overcome and I feel really what people need to see now is around leadership that does show vulnerability and leaders that are able to you know take off their mask and say this is who I am and 
imperfect and 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 so forth and i feel that that is a great credit to you and and really what i'm encouraged about when i've listened to your story is to see some of the real challenges that you've overcome um, to be where you are now and the journey in between. And that's what this is all about. It's about finding your path. And sometimes you're finding your path by crawling on the floor. Sometimes you're finding your path by being in a pit and not wanting to get out. Sometimes you're finding your path by being in your bed and not wanting to wake up. And then something happens and it changes your life. And I know that I've gone through a mixture of all those things that I've even just shared um, around finding where I am now. And that's what makes in a sense, what's inside of me, what it is, but it never came through all just smooth sailing and, you know, just academic um, academic tests and so forth. But I just want to say thank you for, for sharing and talking about some of your background, some of the things you've had to overcome, some of your achievements, some of the things that you've done. And in the, in, the, in the second half, we will go further into it and we'll start talking about property, start speaking about some of the different that you foresee with, you know, even COVID-19 and a lot of people that are probably mm-hmm. interested in property and thinking, is it a great time to join? But I want to thank everyone, stay with us, go and get a cuppa, go do something, listen to nice music, but we're going to definitely be back and we're, at, we're on Finding Your Path today with Stephanie Taylor. We'll be back soon. Thank you. second part are finding your path the podcast that i speak to leaders achievers and celebrities around how they found their paths in finding their success with life their careers and and just becoming who they were born to be i have got with me today stephanie taylor and um just to recap just who she is you know someone that is really successful in developing property and also like doing rent to rents and being in the property industry and training people how to do property more effectively and so forth. So I want to be able to go and do a more deep dive into that world because I'm very interested in property and things like that. And I know that there's been a lot of things 
in the news or post-COVID or, you know, COVID impact in the market and so forth. And I don't want to go too, too deep into it, mm. but I want to be able to talk about your expertise and, you know, what you think about property um, within the COVID time and so forth. Just what's your thoughts? Yeah, thanks, Herman. Um, what what do I think about property COVID times? Well, first of all, I just want to say from the very beginning that property can be transformation, transformative of people's situation. It can give them that freedom. Um, and what I like to talk about is that it can do it even if you haven't got a, a huge amount of money to put into it. But if we're talking specifically about what's happening now in COVID, then it can be the opportunities that I see for people are for maybe for experienced property people is to buy commercial properties I think commercial property is going to become less sought after less attractive and so there there are opportunities there for people who could perhaps either convert that to residential or still have opportunities that moving forward will still fly um I in the sector of houses of shared occupancy so house shares people might know it as like student houses but but for professionals in our case and those are still going to be around but I think there's an opportunity for people who really want to take it to the next level and produce something that's much 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 nicer um and obviously there's there's opportunities going forward for people who are going forward who don't have a lot of money to start off with and there are lots of creative strategies and creative ways you can buy properties as well and those ways which we won't go into too deeply but lease options and exchange with delayed completions I think there'll be a lot more of those around as well because people might not be able to get the prices that they want in a slowdown and so you might be able to come to a creative solution that works for you as the buyer and for them as the seller. Okay, what has given you the passion to do property? Because, I mean, when I think about your story, I can see that um, you went to Open University, got a number of degrees, was invited to do your PhD, went to finance services, and now you're in property. So how did that come Mm -hmm. about? Yeah, it's strange because I would never have thought I was in property. And um, But what happened was a few years ago, I had one of those wake-up calls, just an everyday moment where I just felt it like a punch in the belly and I thought, ah, wake up, wake up. If you want to have a life through your values, you need to do something different because working at the bank is not going to provide it for you. And the specific thing that had happened was that my mum had telephoned me not an extraordinary event um but it was my reaction to it because she telephoned me in the morning I was getting ready for work she must have had a reason and when I look back on it and I think why did she ring me she woke up and maybe felt scared or lonely or anxious or something where she just wanted to reach out to somebody because she wouldn't normally call me at that time Unless there was something amiss. And so she called me to reach out to me, I think. Mm -hmm. And I was very distracted in my answer. And I was thinking about the the presentation I was making, getting to work. And uh, am I going to be late now because of this call? And um, I didn't give her the time or the energy or 
I know that because they should then started apologising for calling and sort of trying to backtrack off the, to, off the phone. Um, and it was when I went into work, did the presentation I was doing, sat at my desk in the afternoon and I thought, oh, your mum needs you, the bank doesn't. But if you needed to go to Birmingham to look after mum for three months or whatever the period be, it would have been difficult for me to do that with the life that I had. Mm. And I thought, if you want to have a different life and you're the, at the time I was 45, I thought you need to live a different way, but how can you do that? Mm. And I started attending property events in the evenings Mm. and I was just absolutely shocked at what the opportunities were and what people were doing. But in some cases, I saw that things could be done a lot better. And because of having that uh, bit of a kick, bit of a fire in the belly to try something, gave me a bit more bravery. And I had the courage to think, right, I'm now 45. I need to do whatever I'm going to do. I need to do it. So all of that combined made me brave enough to say, right, these are the things these are the things I can do. I need to get on and do, do one of them. Mm. I mean, that, that, I think that that's so encouraging in a sense of we all have got different things that we want to achieve. We've got different aspirations. We've got dreams. Some people want to start a business. Some people want to write a book. Some people mm. want to do a sport they've never done. Some people want to travel. So, you know, some people want to, you know, there's so many different you know, versions of what people want to do. Um, mm. And sometimes we get to certain ages and we have probably less energy to say we're going to put into it or we start weighing in a way, saying, you know something, if when I was younger, I should have done it or if I don't have a chance, I would do it. But the reality of it is you at 45 years old, you embarked mm. on a new chapter new episode new mm. career um mm. property and it seems like your property experience has been much more rewarding or fruitful or progressive okay. than before that so so what what made you take that massive step because that's a really big step you know that was a really big step there must have been a lot of fear there there must have been a lot of yeah. Um, anxiety there there must have been a lot of um, really it would be safer just to continue doing what I'm doing it sounded like you were doing quite good so what helped you to get over the line and to go on to the next level well um, it was that push I just thought I need to do this I need to if I want to live in my values which I do I need to have a way of being that doesn't require me to be at work in Bristol or somewhere else. Um, and I was earning a decent salary by then or, or the contract per day, it was. Um, so what I decided to do was, I found out, I'll just explain it very, very briefly, that the property strategy is called rent to rent and you can rent a big property. Usually the way that we do it is a house share. You rent the big property of the landlord, pay the landlord a guaranteed rent. The landlord's very delighted with the guaranteed rent because they really do have a passive 
income then. And then we do the property up a little bit, manage um, the property. So for us, it's a bit like a lettings agency business, except because we're paying a guaranteed rent, we have the option, we have the uh, potential to make a lot more money from each property, especially as usually they're managed badly or often they're managed badly. So the landlord might be losing money. So when we come in and offer pay the guaranteed rent and then up the standards, we can then do more. So that was basically what I was going to start doing. But I was lucky because, you know, when you commit to something and then things happen that help you. Yeah. So I, I was dead on that I was doing this and I had confidence that I had no right to feel the confidence of naivety Uh, but I went to London to see my sister and at the time I I was lucky because Nikki has been a real high flyer worked in banking in HR administration one of the people who was receiving um you know these sort of annual salary sized bonuses and um she was taking she'd taken some time off she'd been away on holiday for several months and she'd just come back to the UK and she was deciding what to do next and it was at this point I was lucky that there was somebody else one of her friends was at her house at this time when I was explaining all this yeah. unfortunately for me the friend was very positive about the idea of rent to rent that I've just described to you, which I described to them. You rent the property, you rent it out to other people and you pay the landlord and the bills and what's left is yours. And um, she, to my surprise, because she's very cautious and analytical and dot the I's and cross the T's and very talented, but she wouldn't have started a business even though she wanted to. Sometimes the most talented people don't don't I think but she said yes I'm in 50-50 we'll do it all 50-50 and so that was a brilliant partnership Um, and we started off and I was still working in Bristol and I had I had it in my head that Newport in Wales was the place to do this Mm. and so I was coming across to Newport in Wales on Saturdays doing viewings for these properties and I was expecting it would take a very long time before we'd get our first property. Mm. Um, But it happened really quickly. Mm. (laughs) And that's how we, that's how basically we, we started. Okay. So, I mean, I mean, it sounds very quite straightforward, but I guess it was all about timing. And I guess that you probably had some, of the investment money ready to do it. And plus you had this person that was ready to, to, to be in partnership with you. So, which is, which is very powerful. And I want to just ask you, so say that there was someone now that wanted to, you know, explore property. They wanted to explore this Mm -hmm. as an interest. What would you Mm -hmm. say are three easy steps that could Mm -hmm. include them to venture into this, this world? Well, there's lots of ways to go into property, first of all, Herman. So the way that we're talking about it, basically, you need to put a little bit more time in. There's a bit of money and there's also a bit of time because you're managing properties is the essence of it. Uh, So that's not going to suit everyone because not everybody wants to do that. It is something you can do on the side of a full time job. Um, And it is a high cash flowing strategy, which is why lots of people want to go into it. But for other people, 
who've built up some income or who can joint venture with family or friends to club together to buy a property, they might want to go straight into, you know, buying properties and having other people manage them for Mm. them. So I think it's first of all really important to have a look at your own situation. What are your your what's your availability of time availability of money and what's your personality what do you like what do you want to achieve and do and once you've got the answer to those few questions it that shows you which direction Mm. you should go in Mm. and when I'm listening to you share about your interests your area of expertise and I'm listening to who you are now and listening to your journey I am seeing the correlation in a sense of there there are some things that we are prepared to do via our experience of life. Mm. There are some things we're prepared to do via our experience of academic learning. And to tell the truth, there's usually a mixture of both. Um, And and, and there's a time where... um, you end up getting to do things because you've had certain experiences and developed certain character traits or certain strengths, um, so to speak. So what would you say through coming through your life and overcoming a number of obstacles, what are some of the strengths that you feel that you've developed? Well, I, I think the strengths are compassion because... I think earlier in my life I was quite impatient and I still got a little bit of impatience, but I'm compassionate because I know how people can feel hopeless or not be able to see what's in front of them, not be able to see their own potential, not be able to see the fact that they can easily take the next step. So I think that compassion helps me to be able to try or the, the what makes me joyful is to feel that what I do can help somebody to unlock that for themselves and then where their world was a small vision and they had a small sight that suddenly this world is opened up mm-hmm. that can build up into something that they would never have imagined. Mm-hmm. So I can see that you've got a real passion. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm gaining more understanding through our talk you know, I've known of you. I've, I've, I've seen, I've seen things about you. I've, I've, ex, I've, I've experienced some of the things that you do, and I am now getting more of a clearer picture of where that deep well springs from. You know, because you've had so much of a passion about helping people to become better versions of themselves. You know, you got this whole. Yeah bigger you got this you know gay be a game changer be bolder you know there's all these different kind of things that you would speak about mm-hmm. and I'm really getting an understanding where it comes from mm-hmm. and when I'm thinking about mm-hmm. you now um because it's all been a journey it's been a long journey there's been a lot of challenges there's things that you're overcoming things that mm-hmm. you're being truthful to and processing which are powerful and I just really want to be able to reflect because as you said before um it wasn't all challenging, it all wasn't all bad, you know, but some things were impactful, you know. Yeah. But, but what would you say, when you was 21, how were things at 21? Who were you at 21? Yeah, um, a lot, a lot the same, you know, I had a good energy and 
I am an optimist and um, I think I always thought everything would be okay. And what we, what we discussed in the break, if you don't mind me bringing it up, is that uh, I was saying to you, well, why do I get so upset? Because I have actually, after years of keeping this area of life covered, for the last sort of year or two, I have brought it into the fore. So it's not the first time that I've told it is the first time I've told some aspects of the story, to be honest with you, in this podcast. But it's not the first time I've told the whole story. Yes. And you said something which I hadn't really thought about, which is, you know, that I need to forgive myself. Mm. And I kind of thought that I had, but there's still a lot of anguish still there. Mm. Um, so that was, that was very interesting. I just wanted to, you know, thank you for that, for that insight. Um, and but I think all of that absolutely has brought me to this perfect place mm. where I'm sharing what we do specifically about this tiny niche of rent to rent, and we're helping people with rent to rent. But while we're doing that, we're also helping people all around the side who can see, oh my goodness, those 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 girls, they've come from nowhere in four years and we we do have a big portfolio of the properties we manage but we also and I do want to talk about this um Herman just to you know let people know that if that's what they were thinking of that that is an option for them also we bought properties in the last few years worth over a million pounds some of it's through these creative strategies that I mentioned but some of it's also through normal uh, mortgage lending that people would recognize where you put a deposit and so on because once you start on the path with one step other people stand up and say yes could I come with you and you know you you find that you've got the experience that the lenders will will speak to you and recognize you mm-hmm. so so yes I've, I've <laughs> talked, talked a lot um there but yeah that's why I'm so passionate about property because it it, it really can give so much mm. and I feel it's really important that, I mean, you, you brought it up and I think it's very, very essential, mm. even for the listeners. I mean, for all of us, and it's like what mm. I was in the break, that for me, I realised that um, I'm very similar to everyone. Like, we have more similarities than differences. I think that a lot mm. of people kind of talk about our differences. But I think even with our different ethnicities, even with our different genders, even with our mm. different sexual orientations or whatever have you we are very similar as people you know we all mm. loved we all desire to be uh, validated mm. we all want to be accepted we all want to belong we all want to have a meaning we all want to contribute we all want to to, to be significant in some shape or form and we all want to be loved do you know what I mean so I feel that was so similar and the reason why I share what I share at times is because I know that there were times on my journey I needed to forgive myself. I know there was mm. things I was hard on myself about. I know that there were things that I wish I'd done different as a parent. There's some things I wish that I was different as a husband. I wish that mm. I was different as a son. Uh, you know, mm. at the same time, I really realise it does not make sense being hard on yourself because mm. sometimes you don't, you, you know, you didn't know that you didn't know. So... Yeah. How can you be hard on yourself when you didn't know? So you can't judge yourself based on what you now know because before yeah. you didn't know it, you know. So I feel that that's yeah, really important. 
And um, I, I really appreciate um, your honesty and appreciate a lot of the things that you've shared um, in this podcast. And I mean, we've got a few more questions. Um, yeah. Let me close. And one of the questions is, you know, going back, what would you have done more of and what would you have done less of? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think I would do more work on my mind a bit earlier because that is where the magic has come from in the past four years it just sounds so so too simple to be true that um it's when you work on your mind and your conscious thoughts that it delivers all the magic and results and it gives it gives you so much joy because you feel that whatever happens that you're going to be you're going to actually not just okay you're going to actually do well in any circumstance so it's it's such it's such a freedom um so that's one thing and the second thing that I would do more of is you know just being real you know um sharing all the things that maybe I was ashamed of, forgiving myself, which I didn't realise that I hadn't done until today. <laughs> um, so I think, um, I think, yeah, those are the, those are the things. Yeah. Okay. And I, I mean, what I really enjoyed this, this talk, you know, I really have, um, as I said to you before at the start, um, I, I started to do this podcast to really inspire people around the backstories that people have got and they mm. still make it. I feel that this is what inspires hope because yeah. when you don't have hope, it's a very difficult place to be in. You know, mm. when you don't have hope, that takes away traction, it takes away desire, it takes away ingenuity or creativity. Um, and I want people to have hope, you know, and I have spoke to so, so many fantastic people, special people, that their humanity is the same. We're all very similar, as I just said, you know, so even everyone that is listening to this podcast, um, you're going through some of the sim same things. There's a lot of us are going through, you know, or you've got some things that you're overcoming or you've got some things that you still need to forgive yourself about or be more gentle on yourself and to try again, you know. So that's why I do the podcast and to, to encourage people to be able to discover that finding your path is not something that you just always do automatically. Sometimes you stumble on it. Sometimes you find it. Sometimes you drop on it. Sometimes you just, you know, you, you discover it. Um, so I've really been encouraged by your candidness, your openness and your personal freedom that you have to be able to share yourself so unashamedly in all aspects of your expression, of how you feel and how you sense and how you think, because that's bringing your whole self. And I think a lot of people struggle with that. And I have really been, um, I've really been honored and I've really been blessed by seeing the authentic person behind Stephanie Taylor. Now, I want to, ask you um, if you had the opportunity now knowing what you know now 
Yes. Who you are now. Yes. Lady of esteem, the lady that is, you know, controlling, you know, millions of pounds of property and helping people to do the same. And mm-hmm. you know, the lady that um, has got a PhD and, uh, you know, um, all these different aspects of masters, you know, very accomplished lady. Um, what would you speak and say to that 18 year old if you had the opportunity just to have a sit down with them? To bring that closure, what would you say to them? Oh dear, I was gonna I was hoping that I could keep a dry eye in part two. <laughs> but just just thinking about sitting down with myself um at, at 18 and just knowing that I didn't see how amazing I was. Mm-hmm. Um I would just say I love you, that it's all inside you. Everything you need is all there. Just take a look and see it. I would say um, you, w- you will be successful. Things that you never dreamed of, you, you will achieve. You will, things you never dreamed of, you will achieve. <laughs> And I'll just give her the gift of the the three thoughts that that I've found useful over the years, which I would have loved to have had um, a bit sooner, which are, um, I will always be there for you. Um, I, I will always be there for you. I am resourceful. I, you know, I will work it out. I will find a way. And I'm unstoppable, meaning I will keep going. I would give her those thoughts and uh, just just give her lots of love and blessings and, and just the knowledge inside her that she will be successful and achieve success that is beyond what she can imagine. I want to say thank you, um, Stephanie. Um, before I close, please share... Um, where people can find you, you know, your social handles, uh, people that may be interested in finding out more about your work and all the things that you do, where where can they come to to, to see you? Yeah, yeah. Um, people can find me. I have a podcast as well now, Herman. It is it is just about our, our Rent to Rent um, property. It's called the Rent to Rent Success Podcast. But and also, if people are interested in rent to rent, then we also have our website, uh, and there are some free trainings there where people can find out a little bit more. And that's rent to rent success dot com, a rent number two rent success dot com. And if you just want to send me a message, I would I'd love to hear from you. Uh, promise not to cry. And <laughs> I'm on I'm on LinkedIn at Stephanie Taylor and Instagram at Stephanie uh, Stephanie T Property. Okay, I want to say to you, to your 18-year-old, you have become a brilliant lady. You have overcome the odds. You are a great mother. You are a great role model and a great example that you can overcome the battles, 
the obstacles and when people are not there for you how they could be or should be, you was resourceful enough and you never let go and you was there for yourself. And well done on all of your success and the lady that you've become is inspiring. And I would definitely say that to the 18-year-old you that has now become you. So thank you for being you. Thank you for coming and sharing you. And I want to say, you know, this has been a very emotional uh, finding your path. And I never said that it wouldn't be emotional. <laughs> you know, um, this is not the run of the mill podcast. Uh, we're here. We have real people that are really human. And, and, and for me, it's about the beauty of humanity, that people can bring their transparency and their vulnerability and their authenticity. And I want to celebrate them and showcase who they are. So I want to say thank you for everyone that has listened. Thank you for everyone that has been with us. And you can join us again next week on the next episode of Finding Your Path. Thank you very much.